Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You do get rusty. Ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you here tonight as Zachy. We are officially one month away from LSU baseball. Why LSU has now come in as the consensus number one team in preseason we will touch on that here tonight as it is really really close to first pitch and teeing everything off uh we have not really talked about in depth okay in reference to uh lsu baseball we will do that here tonight where do i think that they're going to go it, you know a lot of people say omaha or or bust i tend to agree considering where lsu is is at the current moment. We will give a little bit of a recruiting update uh, here tonight as LSU tries to finish some things out here in recruiting. Maybe a little bit of Walker Howard news. He was supposed to commit to Ole Miss today. Did LSU do something to stop that? Who knows? We will touch on that here tonight. Um, I, I kind of combine these two I don't know when I'll talk about it because, honestly, Zach, I thought tonight was the LSU basketball game, <laughs> so we didn't get on a guest. Uh, but the LSU basketball game's tomorrow at 6, not tonight at 6. So um, we'll do a little bit of adjusting. So my Rafino's rants were going to be, why aren't the Saints making any moves? Pete Carmichael uh, is still technically the offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. At some point, you're going to have to make a move here tonight, or not here tonight, but here at some point, you're going to have to make a move on Pete uh, on Pete Carmichael. And why this is even so much as or remotely a situation where 
this is up for question or anything of that nature is a little bit crazy to me. Just crazy to me. Joe Lombardi got fired today. Byron Leftwich Lefred, got fired today. Why has why does Pete why is Pete Carmichael still employed with the New Orleans Saints? We'll touch on that here tonight and hashtag Ask Blake. So you have any thoughts, questions, concerns? Fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat, and we will try to get to as many of them as we can throughout the show. So it's going to be a big one. Uh, we will obviously um, touch on LSU football. That's where we will start. So let me say this. Today, I kind of took a little bit of a deep dive into what LSU is returning uh, and what it's meant in the past. It's interesting enough when you start really going into the numbers, what LSU is actually returning is technically, uh, I guess you could say John Emery made it official by not going into the NFL draft. What LSU returns in the run game? A lot of people, Zach, interesting enough, said that uh, Jane Daniels runs too much, but statistically he does not. I'll tell you why that is in just one moment. But let's get into a couple questions before we do get started. Zachy says, shoot, I'll talk baseball with you, Blake. Yeah, I'll bring you up in here. We'll talk, we'll talk a little baseball. Because here's the crazy thing, Zach. LSU currently, and I'm puck, I'm plucking and playing some of this. LSU's offense hit 104 home runs just in the starting nine. How about that? LSU's starting line, I'm not talking about guys that will come off the bench and get some playing time and things like that. Just their starting nine hit 104 home runs. That's taking Travinsky out of the lineup. Who, who can hit double digits. That's Cade Beloso that could hit double digits. We saw that in his freshman year. He's not in that lineup. And a guy that might see or might not be a guy that you see starting a lot in Braden Jobear had 18 home runs last season. So does he split time with Paul Skeens at the DH role? We'll have to take a look and see. But LSU, look, it, it really is... A lot of this, and you've got other talented freshmen like Gavin Gidry and others, you have a situation where, guys, I will tell you, I'm to a situation where it might be LSU or I mean, Omaha or bust for me with them. Uh, Brandon Reese says, hashtag ask Blake of the Saints were to get rid of Carmichael. Uh, who would you go get to be your next or new OC? It's an interesting question. I, I mean, look, I think that there are some guys that have been fired today that maybe you would, you know, look at. I mean, Byron Leftwich, man. I mean, a lot of people are blaming him. I mean, Tom Brady was complete dookie water, and a lot of people are going to blame him on Leftwich. Um, Lombardi's out there, but there's a lot of good OCs that you can go and get. You know, Joe Brady's the quarterback's coach. Um, I, that's If he wants to be in the NFL, he is a guy that's a quarterback's coach. In Buffalo. So if you want to keep it to somewhat of a Sean Payton connection, Joe Brady could be out there. And I know a lot of LSU fans think that it might not happen, but let's see. I mean, at least I'd ask him if he wants to stay uh, in the NFL. Uh, Ty Boudreaux says, liked and shared on Facebook. Let's go. Thank you, Todd, uh, for doing that. Uh, Stephen Fry, good friends over at Fry construction y'all need to give them a call 
If you need any of their services or anything that they provide, site and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil, hauling, waste containers, demolition, they do it all. Give them a call at 337-457-5100. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. But he said L to the F to the G. I saw, actually, believe it or not, I got to hang out a lot this weekend with Stephen's, one of old Stephen's old guys in uh, Zach Pearson this weekend. Got to hang out with uh, Zach Pearson this weekend, Rafe Rhymes. It was a good weekend, man. Really good weekend. Good to see Zach uh, and Rafe. So we did talk a lot of LSU baseball uh, this past weekend. This past weekend. We got a lot to talk about. And look, it's it's good to listen to guys like Pearson and Rafe and Zach Kirksey and and Evan and other a lot of these other guys talk about some of these stories, stories about Palmineri and how his voice. Hey, hey! <laughs> it's really fun to uh, to hear those stories from from those guys. Uh, Jason Tabor sent some stars via super chat. Thank you, Jason, for doing that. Presha Williams says the champ is here, like his name is Muhammad Ali. Josh Carlos says hope Sean Payton takes the Denver job. We need the picks. Well, believe it or not, Josh, Denver doesn't have the picks. They traded them to Seattle um, in that Russell Wilson trade, so they don't have it. I mean, the best thing, and Sean Payton was really candid. We'll talk, and we'll talk about this. But Sean Payton was really candid when he went on with Colin Cowherd. Uh, it was it yesterday or day before, whenever it was, talking about like, look, the Saints are looking for a mid to late round, first round pick. Okay, well, the Texans have it. Maybe you can draft Bryce Young and then go hit, you know, Sean. But the Texans just don't feel like a organization that Sean Payton would want to be a part of. But, man, we'll see. That's that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Uh, he said they thought he thought they traded Bradley Roby for the uh, for a first. I thought maybe maybe they did. Maybe they do have a late uh, first round pick. Uh, Andrew Paul's Hub Martin. By the way, Paul's Hub, not the, the real Paul's Hub. I mean, I'm talking about the real Paul's Hub. Y'all you, you know what I'm talking about? Y'all saw that he, the state of Louisiana banned it. You got to like put in your information. Yeah. Uh, he says, Sean to the Texans would get us great picks. Yeah, it may be two. Maybe two, but apparently they, they're looking for one. Such a Saints move, but they're trying to um, hold on to it. Aaron Hornsby says, just bring Sean back. I don't think Sean wants to come here, man. I don't think Sean wants to come back. And, and, and let me say this. The, the, the clock is ticking on Mickey Loomis here, man. Like, it, it is completely ticking on him. Like, Mickey, I know that you want to keep the same culture around, but that culture and Sean Payton's about to go get another head coaching job somewhere. Why is Sean Payton not bringing any of those guys with him reportedly? Apparently, Sean's got his staff. It doesn't have anything to do with any of the guys on the Saints. So what now? So a guy's going to rebuild without the coaches that he had in New Orleans. Well, Blake, he doesn't want you know, Blake, he, you know, he, he doesn't want to hurt the Saints. Bullshit. It's BS. Kirby Smart followed Nick everywhere he went until he became the head coach of Georgia. Bull. I don't. I, I don't buy that at all. All right. Let's do this. Uh, everybody, let's get started. Let's get this thing rolling, Zach. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. All uh, Share it all to your, over your social media accounts. We appreciate 
you doing that. We're still doing the $200 giveaway. If you subscribe on YouTube to the Rafino and Joe Show and AYS Sports on as well, subscribe, notification bell, one lucky listener will get $200. So don't forget to do that. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, TuneIn app, or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. Let's get to our first break. We'll be back in one minute. LSU baseball and football on the horizon. We'll talk some Saints right after. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> All right, I want to start off with this Rafino's rant. I'm not going to be long with it because we do have a lot that we have to discuss. But today, it was announced that, and it, it, was, it had pretty much already been announced that John Emery was returning to LSU football. Why? You know, I, I get why people were t- quote unquote reporting it. I, I get that part. The interesting part, though, is is with John Emery returning, this is what you will get. So LSU had approximately last year 2,600 rushing yards, right? 2,600 rushing yards is nothing to sneeze over in 2022 or just really any season at all. The funny thing about that is when now that John Emery is returning, LSU will approximately have... 2,468 rushing yards. Let's call it 2,500 rushing yards of the 2,600 that are going to be returning on this team. If LSU were any other team, if LSU were any other team in the country, I do believe people would say it's, look, that this is a national title contender. The interesting part about this is when you start breaking down and you start looking and giving advanced metrics and things like that. Did you know that Jane Daniels only accounted for 33%, 33% of LSU's total rushing yards? Now, does Jane, when I say stuff like this, people take that and run and say, well, Blake's, you know, trying to paint a narrative or whatever it may be. Here's what I'm trying to say and using that stat in the 33%. Jane Daniels does have to throw the ball more down the field. 
but the narrative and the thought that he's running too much isn't necessarily true. Because you can go back and look at teams and look at national title and national championship runner-ups and look what their quarterback has done that have been dual threat. You know, you look at a guy like a Kyler Murray. You look at a guy like a Cam Newton or a Tim Tebow. These things have definitely happened. Even you could look at Georgia to some extent from last season when you got Stetson Bennett rushing for 10 touchdowns. I don't think that the problem necessarily is is that quote-unquote Jaden runs too much. My argument would be is that Jay needs to not only when he's running and making those big plays, he's going to have to start sprinkling in some of those deeper passes, more intermediate passes, 10, 15 yards down the field to start pushing it. Because if he's able to accomplish that during this offseason, what's going to happen is those linebackers are going to back out the box. Safety is going to back out the box. And the teams that did that, now they advanced metrics on this. Look a little something like this. Do you remember Florida? Do you remember Alabama when Jaden started throwing the ball down the field and completing those passes? His running lanes and everything he did with his feet started to open up. The fourth quarter long run that he had against Alabama, which LSU would go down the field and they would throw the, the corner route to Mason Taylor closer to the back pylon was a product of throwing the ball down the field in two drives before that. If you remember when Malik Neighbors mossed, I'm talking about what? Absolutely mossed Eli Ricks along the sideline. My point is this. If I'm looking at this, you better believe that Brian Kelly is. I don't think the argument sits here to, or the argument could or should sit here that he necessarily runs too much because 33% is not a lot. When you go and look at Cam and Tebow and you look at how, from a rushing yardage perspective, from a rushing yardage perspective, those guys did run the ball a lot too, but they were able to hit the balls down the field. Garrett Nussmeyer will give you that, but you did you would probably take some of those rush yards, obviously take some of those rush yards away from what LSU's doing. The good thing is this. If LSU had 26, around 2,600 rushing yards this season, and they were 10-4 and four and they won the SEC West, could they get to 3K? Could they get to 3K? You know, Joe Burrow in that 2019 season, they were around 6,000 total yards. They're not far off, guys. The thing that's going to be interesting to watch from this team, do they have some holes yet that they need to fill? Yes. They have some holes that they 1,000% have to fill. But the one thing for me that I'm going to be wor- that I'm going to really be leaning into and looking into is when everybody else across the nation and everyone else across the country looks at LSU and starts seeing how much they have returning. Guys, you might have to start pulling LSU in a national title contender as a national title contender for 2023. Because if you don't, if you don't, I think you're missing out on what every other team in college football has done. Look, the funny the funny thing is like you look at the national champions this year. You look at Georgia this year. What did they have returning offensively? 
damn near everybody. You could say, well, George Pickens left, but George Pickens didn't play last year at all. They didn't play last year at all. You had an older quarterback that led them back to a national title. Guys, I, I will say this way and far too early. When you, and, and I will do this tomorrow, when you put your top 10 in there, my top 10 is going to be different than everybody else's. I think you got to put LSU right up there in the mix as a national title contender. It's going to come down to week one uh, against Florida State. You open the season to prove yourself that you belong there. Can you do it? You go to Tuscaloosa. Can you do it? Guys, you should be. The crazy thing is you're going to be a favorite against everybody else on your schedule. So at worst, at worst, is LSU going to be 10-2 and two again? Can they get there? Can they go can they go to Orlando and knock off Florida State? Because what happens when you go into Orlando and you knock off a top 10 Florida State? Guys, you'll be a top three team within moments. You'll be a top three team within moments. I don't know if I don't again, the argument's never going to be does Jane have to throw the ball down the field? That's not that's not the argument. The argument is when you put in all the numbers and Jaden only can really and truthfully it only accounts for 33% and then you got 77% of your rushing yards from backs. It's a pretty damn good combo. I think you could get to 3k. And if you do get guys, I will make this I will make this proclamation right now. If LSU can get to 3000 yards pass and advance in their rushing analytics and statistics and get to 3k apiece guys you're gonna win a natty you're gonna win a natty or you're at least at minimum gonna get in the playoff what did i say 77 percent? i mean 67 <laughs> percent. thank you brian williams uh math is my strong suit but sometimes i get rambling and say things i don't really mean but yes 67 percent uh, Jeremy Hodson a four ninety nine via super chat. Thank you so much for doing that. He says, I wouldn't worry about our QB room unless Nuss hits the portal. Uh, with that talent coming in and the portal kids, we will be fine. I first off, thank you for the super chat. And I agree with that. I 1000 holistically agree with that. You know, what's interesting about that QB room, um, man, I, I, I will tell you this, um, There are, I don't, let me, let me, let me just say this to give myself an out because I don't really believe anybody around this because sourcing can only go so far on, on this part. I don't really know what to believe, nor do I necessarily care at the current moment. Some people believe that LSU is doing some things behind, uh, behind closed doors, quote unquote, which isn't wrong. It isn't wrong at all. They're doing it legally. Some people believe that LSU is doing things to get Walker Howard to come back. Uh-oh, did I strike a nerve? Uh-oh. Let me say that again. Some people believe that LSU is doing things to get him to come back. We'll see. Can he come in and compete? You can always come back for spring. You're not – August is September, really, nine months away, man. You know, you're less than not. I mean, you could have a baby. You could almost have a baby. 
get a, get your wife pregnant tonight, and you can almost have a baby for the start of football season. That's how long it's going to be. It's going to be a long time, man. Long, long time. Conrad on Facebook says, Colin Coward has us as his dark horse national, dark horse national champion. He And he says, NFL scouts CJD5 being pro next season. I listen to professional people, not some fan in the stands. Let me tell you something about national guys when it comes to college football. They're, they're normally pretty shitty. Um, but when Colin gets in on a quarterback, he really gets in. He'll tell you what he, what he thinks. And a lot of times he's not wrong on quarterbacks. Kenny says help is coming with the LSU line. Lance Hurd is being compared to DJ Fluker. I don't know if I like that comparison, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Brandon Reese says, I think the West Division comes down to us and Bama next year. I don't trust those other teams, nor really should you. I mean, if, you know, there's a lot of people talking about Kendall Browse going to TCU now that Garrett Riley is with, uh, what, did, what, what, what did Dabo say? The only NIL that we do here around Clemson is in God's name, image, and likeness. Zach, you go to church every Sunday. You go to church every Wednesday. You know that that's a little bit of a cornball statement, right? It's a little bit of a cornball statement. Zach grew up with a passel. It's a little bit of a cornball statement. It is, man. It is. Uh, Kevin Abair says, no natty without a better O-line. Kevin, I, I don't know if I hold – I don't know how much I – I don't disagree with that, but man, at some point, y'all got to start. LSU fans are going to have to start giving this LSU O-line a little bit of a break. Dog, you ran for 2,600-plus yards last year. You almost ran for 3,000 yards. So if you did some just quick math, let's do some very quick math. Let's just say they had 2,600 and 50 rushing yards. LSU played 14 games. That's 189 rush yards per game. Let me do that math again. 2,650 yards divided by 14 games that you played a season ago. Guys, you ran for 190 yards a game last year, and you're blaming the O-line. Let me, let me just say this. If you have an offensive line that is producing or help you to produce 189 yards rushing on the ground, they don't suck. They don't suck. Come on. Brandon says, do you think Kelly will play a 2QB offense, JD5 and us? I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I, I really wouldn't hate it. Uh, Lisa says some... Uh, man. Well, Le Lisa, let me just tell you this. I'm not saying that Matt's wrong, okay? But he better pick up the phone and call again. Uh, Jason, because they out there talking that... She'll just shite. 
Uh, Jason Brumfield says, it's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday to your wife. And another boy does sound cool. Hmm. No, nah, I'm good. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx me, Blake. Yeah, you can have a baby in nine months, dude. I, I just had one. I, I just had one. And let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> it, man, two's enough for the Rafino household. That's all I'll tell you. Lamar Williams says we need a right guard. I think you got it, Pressure. I mean, I think you got it in Emory Jones. If Zalance Hurd is, is who we think he is, you kick Zalance out to right tackle, you move Emory Jones into right guard. I, I think that you have him. So some may believe that you you're in a situation where you are better with Zalance Hurd coming in and Emory Jones going to guard. I, I'm one of those people. I think I'm one of those people. All right, so a month away, I see a lot of baseball comments coming in here. Guys, you are a month away. So LSU will, will the first pitch, tee it off, whatever you want to call it, will be on February 17th. Listen, I have not, because we have been in a situation where football has been our life, really, since we've gotten to... July, maybe even before then, June, you know, whenever LSU baseball was done and the Hattiesburg Regional was over. I know that a lot of you might not follow baseball, might not, you know, you might just come here for football. We talk a lot of baseball on this podcast. We talk a lot of baseball on the show. Guys, in my opinion, this could be, at least on paper as of right now, they're the best team that you've seen in a long time. They have the potential. This LSU team has the potential as they came in today as D1 Baseball's number one preseason team. They're, they're, they are the consensus number one team in the country. And it's because of what Jay Johnson did in recruiting. It, it's because what he did in the portal. When you go out and get a guy like Paul Skeens, who has a freshman hit 410, and as a sophomore hit three, a 311 or something to that nature, and can go out on the mound and give you seven solid and can go up against the SEC team like he did last year against LSU and shove it up their arse, you get into a situation where a lot of people are going to, and a lot of eyeballs are going to be on you. When you have the number one overall recruiting class in the country, even though you a lot of some of your class went into the MLB draft, you still have a lot of those guys that are coming in. Gavin Guidry being one of them, uh, Aiden Moffitt. So many of these guys, they had dudes coming out the pen like Aiden Moffitt, or maybe he gets into a starting role position. But you sit in a situation where you have dudes now. This, the rotation has a potential to be very good. One, two, and three. Paul Skeens. A lot of people are saying Paul Skeens are going to go on Friday night. I don't know. Jay made it. Jay made it sound as if that he might go on Sunday because he wants him. He wants Skeens his bat on Friday night and Saturday night, or Friday night Saturday, and then wants him to throw on Sunday. We'll see how Jay does that rotation. That's what he said. That's out of his mouth. Um, so we'll see. But they still. The only thing for me that LSU is the biggest question mark, it's not what they're going to do in the field. It's not what they have. I mean, look, I just this is not what's probably going to happen, but just humor me. Let's act like it is for just a minute. 
Trey Morgan, Josh Pearson, Dylan Cruz, Tommy Tanks, Paul Skeens, DH, pitching, whatever you want to put them. Brayden Joe Bear, Gavin Duga. I put Duga at second. Thompson at short or Gavin Guidry. Nepolt or Duga at second, whatever you want to do. And Milazzo or Travinsky or Bear, whoever you want to put there. Guys, you're going to hit a ton. You know what of this starting lineup, the starting lineup for LSU, the interesting part of this is you have eight guys that can potentially be one through nine that have done one of two things. Either they hit multiple or double-digit home runs, 10 home runs or above, or they've hit over 300. People forget last year because uh, 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 Jordan Thompson had the injury and made some errors. They forget how clutch he was at times at the plate with his bat. He hit over 300. Pearson came on the end. Trey Morgan struggled in the beginning of the season. All of a sudden, he turned it on, hit above 300. You don't need an introduction for the best player in college college baseball, and that being Dylan Cruz. Who do you throw to? I mean, if Dylan Cruz and Tommy Tanks are 3-4, 2-3, however you're going to line them up, however Jay is going to put them in the lineup, who do you throw to? Runner on second, you're going to throw to Cruz? Well, now you've got to throw to Cruz, or maybe you don't have to. Maybe you put him on first. But if runner's on first and second, or second and third, got ducks on the pond, are you going to walk Dylan Cruz? How many times are you going to walk Dylan Cruz to get to Tommy Tanks with the bases loaded? My point is, you're going to hit a ton. Now, we got a long way to go. An absolute long way to go. A month is a long way to go. It's going to be a long baseball season. A very long baseball season. Here's the only hope that I have. The only hope that I have is LSU historically started off slow. I don't know why. I don't know if that's a pulmonary thing and then you figure it out. I, I don't know that. Here's what I do know. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> Go out there and start beating the shit out of everybody. Beat everybody down. We'll see. Uh, nothing better than some good water. But we'll see. It's of my opinion. You are, When you recruit... See, I, I say this in all sports, and people laugh at me when I say this. When you recruit at a high level, it's like the old Spider-Man saying to some, to some degree. With high recruiting comes high expectations. When you get a number one overall class, you clean up in the transfer portal. The expectations go very high. You were, in, you were very close to making a Super Regional last year and hosting a Super Regional against then the now national champion Ole Miss Rebels. You can do it again. There's no excuse. There's no excuse why you shouldn't be at least at minimum two outs in the bottom of the ninth, getting back to Omaha. At, at like, and I'm talking bare minimum. Now, a lot of things can happen. You know, I mean, Tennessee was a really good team last year. Notre Dame went over to Knoxville and knocked them off. We'll have to wait and see. Because injuries are a part of the game. You never really know what's going to ultimately happen. But if everybody stays remotely healthy, you should be the best team in college football. Now, here's the flip side of that token. Today in D1 Baseball came out with their top 25 and their top 10. 
Seven of the top ten teams are from the SEC. If you think football is hard, if you think football is hard in the SEC, look at baseball because it's murderer's row. You could have a situation where, and this is no joke, you could literally, and I would have to go back and look at LSU's schedule, and Zach, we might pull this up after the break. There's a very strong chance that LSU could go into a weekend series facing three, four, five top 25 uh, teams in a weekend series. No other team has had to do stuff like that. No other conference has to do stuff like that. So when you see a team like Pepperdine or, you know, Our Lady of the Lake Institution hitting like a thousand home runs a season, it's because they play Dookie State University and Rudy Pooh Crew State and Grand Valley, whatever. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Y'all know it's true. Y'all know it's true. Okay. D-Payne says it's Omaha or bust. We'll see. Dale Broussard says, is Thatcher Heard 100%? Well, he, I mean, all right, put it up, Zach, if you got the schedule. Um, from what I understand, he's he's been he's been good to go. He's been good to go. Uh, Donald Kelly says, could we be looking at a true return of Gorilla Ball? You could. Go down, Zach. Let's get to SEC play. All right, hold on. All right, so Texas A&M is the number four team in the country. So you have A&M, you have Arkansas, that's number 10, so that's two. Keep going down. Tennessee, which is the number two team in the country. Uh, South Carolina, that is the number 23 team in the country. Kentucky's not ranked, so you have four weekends. Ole Miss, that's five. Alabama, that's six. Uh, Auburn was not ranked. Oh, Auburn was ranked 21st. I'm sorry, so that's seven. Mississippi State was not ranked. Neither was Georgia. So you, you're in a situation where, thank you for doing that, Zach. You're in a situation where seven of your 10 weekends are against top 25 opponents in a weekend rotation. Strength of schedule is going to be up there, man. It always is. Now, Zach, put that back up. Do we play? Do we play? So we, the first weekend we go to A&M. Boo. They suck wiener over at AM. Um, I probably shouldn't say that. I'm probably about to get canceled. God dog it. I thought so. Ten- Tennessee Series X at home. Starts March the 30th. A- the AYS crew needs Oh, and it starts on a Thursday. On a Tuesday. We need to get the AYS crew to uh, Alec Box against Tennessee. Okay. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, Roderick Dugas says, Blake, did you see that Walker Howard got a crystal ball to old piss? I did see that. We'll see. Let's see what happens. But that listen, this old Walker Howard thing is so far over the place. Look, if you want to go, go. If you don't, you don't. But, you know, if you do, you do. You don't, you don't. But I think it's funny how, (laughs) I don't know. I guess I don't know what I don't know. But I I hate it for the kid. I hate that he's not here, but I'm not going to, 
I'm not, ain't no sweat off my brow. Ain't no sweat off my brow. Hey, man, you got to come here and compete, dog. You got to come here and compete. Shit ain't going to be given to you. I'm sorry. I love the kid. He's going to be really good wherever he goes. You got to compete. You got to compete. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Synergy Resources. Synergy R-E-S-L-L-C.net. That's Synergy R-E-S-L-L-C.net. Pipes, hoses, fittings, they do it all. Give our buddy Tully a call today or just go over to Synergy R-E-S-L-L-C.net. That's Synergy R-E-S-L-L-C.net. Let them know that Blake Rafino. Since you on our since you on buying our good friends over at Wham Electric, your licensed electrical contractor. Guys, I tell you this all the time. I know it's January. I know that the hurricane season and and really just rough weather is a long time down the road. Sometimes I will tell you there's no better feeling with my with my family, my two small children, and my wife to know that we have a generac right here in our home. Give Wham Electric today. A call today. They are the most professional crew that you will ever meet. They're always there for your residential needs. Whatever you need, they can provide. Call today at 985-241-8059. That's 985-241-8059. Let them know Blake sent you on by. Let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Turn in 45 seconds. Got a lot more to talk about next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. Drake Williams Law Firm. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. So let me tell you something that really um, aggravates me. Now, Lamar Williams says, I need a Generac. Dude, you got to pressure you. I know you got all the money, uh, all the money in the world. Uh, hey, did y'all know that when pressure walks out his front door and he steps on grass, oil pops out that mother? Oil just be shooting out. He's got that old money. Got that old money. I, I went to lunch with pressure a while back. Zach, you ain't going to believe it. Brand new vehicle. Boom. Saw a Corvette. It's like, I want that thing. Boom. Bought in cash. Pulling out $100 bills. He tipped me $100 just for for being there. I'm like, God dang it, pressure. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Conrad says Jamie Howard, his dad, had to compete back in 1992. Yeah, well, we'll see. All right. Let me say this very quickly, Okay. I don't talk a lot of Saints on this show. You know why? You know, there were some issues back in the gap with us and, you know, whatever. 
So I was like, well, if you don't want us talking about you, we won't. I mean, it's not like you need me, and I don't really need you anyway. I got to admit, I got to say this. I'm a big Saints fan. I love the Saints. Always have, always will. Last night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went up against Dallas. You know the ending. Godly, and Brett Maher, the kicker. Did you, Zach, did you see? He missed like four extra points. Regardless, Tampa Bay would wind up losing. This morning at 9 a.m., I get a, I get a text message or notification, whatever you call those things, that Byron Leftwich has been fired. Then I look at the Chargers, another playoff team. Their OC, Joe Lombardi, has been fired. And then I'm just sitting here waiting for the Saints. I'm constantly, constantly, constantly waiting for the Saints and the notification from John Hendricks, Nick Underhill, Ian Rappaport, Adam Scheffner, whoever it may be. I'm literally waiting for the report. And it just says something is brisk and nice and sweet. Breaking. The Saints have fired Pete Carmichael. That's all I want. You know, it's like, I know that we just had Christmas, but I want to be like Mariah Carey in that song. All I want for Christmas. It's for Pete Carmichael to be fired. I don't like, guys, it does not benefit me whatsoever. It doesn't benefit hardly anybody to come out here and and start talking trash and saying a guy needs to, to be fired. But, man, how many times are we going to go through this as Saints fans with Pete Carmichael at the helmet for offensive play calling? Guys, he's he's poo. He's dookie. He, he really isn't that good. He really isn't that good. Sean, when he returned from his suspension, gave Pete Carmichael play calling duties. That revolted in Sean taking it all back. If Sean were to, wherever Sean goes to be the next head coach of whatever team, is Pete Carmichael going to be his OC? Why are the Saints waiting? The, the, the biggest, probably, and I don't even know what the right word is while we're seeing here on radio to say, the biggest lie that I feel like the Saints have tried to sell me is that we're trying to keep a culture. What culture? It's back-to-back seasons you haven't made the playoffs. What culture? Getting so close to playoffs and you don't win it culture? Having very bad production offensively culture? I get that Pete doesn't have a lot to work with at quarterback at times. I know the redheaded stepchild Andy Dalton isn't doing good. But that's not... That is just down par for the course when it comes to the offensive struggles and problems that you have offensively. When I go out here and I see Kyle Shanahan with Brock Purdy, mystery relevant, going out here and winning games with a guy that literally was the last pick in dodgeball in the NFL draft, and you're going out there and winning playoff games, spare me, spare me that you sit in a situation where Andy Dalton can't win you more than nine games for you to get into a playoff. 
when you had the Saints going out there and holding teams to below 13 points through half the season, did you know that the Saints' defense were holding opponents' points per game to under 13 points and you couldn't win worth the Rudy Pooh? You go and play Tampa and Tampa, you lose because of offensive play calling. You should have been playing in the Dome last night. You should have been playing a playoff game last night if you would have beat Tampa Bay so many weeks ago. Pete Carmichael's not a good offensive coordinator. I don't know what Mickey Loomis is waiting for. Maybe he has a soft spot for, for Carmichael. He's been there since 1962. He, you know, he, he's been there longer than the lights have been on in the Superdome. The bottom line is, guys, he's not a great play caller. Now, is he a good guy that he can break down film and he can do a lot of things? He's a great quarterback developer. Maybe. I, that part I don't know. An offensive play caller in this league is not it. Now, do the Saints have to go out here and find a quarterback to help him out? Yes. Maybe they sit in a situation where they say to themselves, you know what, our quarterback position was so bad, let's give Pete Carmichael another try. Well, the problem with that is, is I don't see a scenario or a situation where you get to a point where Pete Carmichael is going to have anything better than a packet of ketchup, a soda can, some Vienna sausages, some fucking sardines, and a pair of crackers where it's going to be worth a fuck that they could go out there and do anything remotely good. I sit here and tell you, I sit here and tell you, when, again, Brock Purdy was the last pick in the NFL draft. It's like, remember when you were in junior high and all the kids lined up on the brick wall and everybody just gets picked for dodgeball and you're the last little fat chubby kid with big titty nipples standing up there and you're the last kid picked? That's Brock Purdy when it comes to Mr. Irrelevant. That man has more playoff wins in the last two years, even though he's only played one season with the 49ers, he's got more playoff wins than the Saints. It's an aggravation. It gets me to a point of anger. It gets me to a point of anger where you have the talent. You have the talent to make the playoffs. Your coaching's not worth a damn. Don't make moves. Doesn't matter to me. But I will tell you, that don't make the playoffs again. You got to bring somebody in that's innovative enough and knows the game enough in this new era, in this new age. You're not going to get offensive pieces that are worth a damn if you're not creative and doing things what kids learn to do in high school and college. And for crying out loud, do something other than Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, the redheaded stepchild at quarterback. But I guess the Saints think they're okay and that they don't have to make any moves this offseason. Meanwhile, Tampa's doing it. The Chargers are doing it. So many teams are doing it. Hell, for crying out loud, fire the entire freaking staff for all that matters and hire a guy that I think that could bring you back to the promised land and Dan Campbell. Biting off kneecaps and everything. It's unreal, man.
Tom Benson would never. Anyway. Anyway. Rick Clody. Clody says Miss Benson and Mickey Loomis need to make some the moves to improve the, the Saints immediately. Our talent was offensive results. True. Chad Briscoe says, what culture are losing one? Yeah, it was a bad culture. Holden Lee says, hashtag ask Blake, you got to pick one, Pete Carmichael or Cam Cameron, Pete Carmichael. Pete Carmichael. Cam Cameron, guys, did y'all know that Cam Cameron with the first overall pick took Ted Ginn Jr. because he knew his dad? Guy's stunk, man. He's stunk. In his defense, it was still less his offense, though. Stefan says, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball, Blake. <laughs> it's true. It, that is true. That is true. Brian Reese says, if it, I'm interested to see what the Saints do at QB, I am too. I am too. You got to figure something out. You got to pray. There's a sense in this. There's a sense in me that says, like, you got to pray to some extent that the Saints do trade Sean Payton because maybe you can get back in the first round with some pick, with a pick, or maybe a couple picks, maybe a first and second round pick. And you get back in the first round and you got to pray to God that somebody falls. I don't think that I don't think that Will Levis is going to fall that far, even though I think he, he might. But you have some guys out there that you could possibly go and get. You got to go get a quarterback, man. This league is about quarterbacks and offensive play calling. You don't have either one of them. What are you going to do next season? You're going to run back out here, out there with the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton? Is, is that what you're going to do? Are you, or if you're the Saints, are you going to run back out there with the red-headed stepchild, which Andy didn't play bad? Are you going to run back out there with Jameis Winston and crab leg Andy? And, and then Glasses Pete Carmichael is going to be calling plays? What's funny I tweeted this today, and my good buddy, Ant Marshall, had to, had to help me out here, okay? Of all the eight teams that are still in the NFL, are still in the playoffs, of all of them, seven of them are offensive-minded head coaches. Only one is not, and that's Sean McDermott. But you have really good offensive pieces and talents and quarterback in Buffalo where you can get away from away with that. What you can't do is with a guy like Dennis Allen, when he runs his happy ass out there with his goofy walk, and you go out there and you're trying to compete with Andy Dalton, your best wide receiver on the team, Mike Thomas, refuses to play. What are you, what are you supposed to do? Everybody keeps telling me with the Saints that you cannot, you cannot blow it all up and bring it back together. Well, to some point, you're going to have to because you don't, outside of Chris Olave and Jaheed came on late, your biggest playmaker on the outside isn't playing. Your culture is fractured when you have situations like Mike Thomas. When you're losing back-to-back -back seasons and not getting to the playoffs, I'm sorry to tell Mickey Loomis this, and people can say that, well, Blake, you're not in the building. I don't have to be in the building to know that the culture is fractured. You know, it's it's kind of funny in a way because we saw this kind of with LSU in a sense. You're seeing it play out with the Saints. But I'd be damned 
and I'm going to be quiet and try to be a fan and go out there and root for the Saints, but I'd be goddamn if you run out there with the Red Rocket and Pete Carmichael. <laughs> well, this, you know. Anyway. What do I know? You know, this is interesting from Derek, from D. Smith. You know, Derek Carr is going to be replaced in Oakland. Why not go get Derek Carr? Derek Carr is a better overall quarterback than what the Saints have right now. Do you saw him sign into a long-term deal? No. But I will, I will tell you this. As God is my witness, I know that Taysom Hill is not that great of a quarterback, but if you go and get a very innovative coach that can call plays and run a spread, a true spread offense, somebody in here, and I don't think this would work, but somebody in here earlier said Joe Brady. Joe Brady could even put Taysom Hill at quarterback, and I think that your offense would be a little bit more comparable than what you've seen with the Saints already. You can think Taysom Hill throws ducks all over the field. He does. But the bottom line is, it's not working now. That's a lot of pimped-up frustration towards the Saints. All right. Pressure Williams says Joe Brady is not this great offensive mind. I don't disagree with that necessarily. He says, if so, he wouldn't have gotten fired in a multi in the middle of a season. Yeah, pressure. I don't necessarily agree with that. Look who the head coach was. Matt Rule got fired now. Matt Rule's already Matt Rule is like the, the second coming of Jesus Christ in Nebraska. You know, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. I don't think Brady's a bad offensive play caller. I don't think he's a bad offensive play caller. D. Smith says, I think Kingsbury was OC. Well, that would be nasty. Well, that man's out in Thailand getting, Thailand getting some you-know-whats. Jason Brumfield said, Ted Gitt Jr., LOL, all because I knew his daddy. Good Lord. Yeah, that's a true story. That's a very true story. Jeff says, Joe Brady is a QB coach right now. Yep, in Buffalo. In Buffalo. All right, Zach. Let's, oh, up, 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 up. They heard you listening to some, some Paul's Hub. All right, Zach. No, I was watching the SEC short from this. Uh, I think it was no, you're listening today. to Paul's Hub. You excited about this baseball season or what? I'm very excited. Uh, I have to agree, uh, although I don't agree uh, all the time with the fans. I do agree. I think it's Omaha or bust for sure. Not national championship or bust because there is a lot of fans saying national championship or bust. No. Let's be realistic. It's hard to win a national championship in college baseball, uh, especially when you get to Omaha. But I do think Omaha is for sure where LSU needs to end up at at the end of the season. We'll see, man. I mean, look, Tennessee was a really good team last year, and, and, and sure. Notre Dame rolled in there and beat that ass. I mean, it's not uncommon. LSU's had good teams before. Here's the problem that I got, though, Zach. They haven't had a team on paper that's this good. You know, you talk to scouts like Benny Latino and others. I don't think you've ever seen a team with this many first-round picks on it. Most of the time, these first-round picks like Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens, uh, Klein, Clean, however you say the kid's name – you don't see this many first-round picks. Tommy Tanks, you don't see that many first-round picks on one team 
ever. Like, there's yeah. the potential that this team has more first-round picks than any team in the co in college baseball history. And if that's the case, then you should walk out there with big donkey nuts and just teabag everybody. That's why there's the expectations is because of the, the talent level on this team. Uh, I mean, I'm interested to see where they what they do pitching-wise because obviously we know they could hit the ball last year. And, I mean, they're going to hit the ball this year too. That's pretty obvious. Um, so can you fix the pitching from last year and can you fix the fielding issues from last year? Um, that's going to be interesting to see. I, I really think you're going to be pretty solid with the starting rotation. I mean, I, I mean, Thatcher Hurd, Ty Floyd, Grant Taylor, Paul Skeens, are gonna, I think they're going to battle it out for that starting rotation. Um, and then you got guys in the bullpen um, and guys that could start midweek that are going to be really good too. I mean, you got guys like Chase Shores, who's a freshman who passed up the, up, up the uh, MLB draft, guys like Garrett Edwards, and uh, a guy coming back in Javon Coleman. I'm excited to see Javon Coleman back coming off Tommy, uh, Tommy Johns. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then you had like Grant Taylor that looks really good. Yeah. Can Grant Taylor, you know, find his way in the starting lineup at some point or just come out of relief throwing 98? Let's see. All right. Been a good night, Zach. Yeah. So I, I had to get this. I had to get this. Uh, this part out about the Saints, man. They're just pissing. They're pissing I don't blame me. you. It's been pretty frustrating. Like I've kind of, like I'm I'm a Saints fan, but this year I've been like, all right, well, what's Joey be do? Joey B and the Bengals doing? <laughs> I like it. You know? No doubt, I'm a Bengals That's fan. That's how bad it's been. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right, guys, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.